Nancy Klepsch is a local poet and teacher. Her poems have been published in Oberon, 13th Moon, Poetry Magazine, Salvage, 200 Proof, and Chronogram, among others, and online at Barzak and Albany Poets. God Must Be a Boogeyman is her first book of poetry and is available from her website, nancyklepsch.com. She's been reading at featured readings or open mics in the Albany area for the past 20-plus years. Klepsch is also the co-host with Dan Wilcox of the second Sunday at 2 open mic for poetry and prose in Troy, New York. On April 12, 2015, Nancy read her poem, A Queer Horse, at the Up the River Issue 3 launch reading at McGeary's in Albany, New York. So, Langston Hughes, uh, A Negro Speaks of Rivers, and uh, Frost, The Road Less Traveled, really permeate and are in my DNA. And I always thought, what would it be like if I got to hear what the queer little horse said uh, that the narrator mentioned. So that's where this comes from, and it's called A Queer Horse. I am a queer horse, a brave hard mount in a hard brave world. My long lean legs have carried me to Mecca, Jerusalem, and Mumbai. I have galloped in the waters of the Mediterranean drank her deep blue ocean, felt her waves upon my lips, and now I'm that queer horse, curly-cued and off-balance. I forget, I forgot, I have forgotten how to run unsaddled through a fresh field. But when I think about that poem, um, I think about the Negro Speaks of Rivers. You know, I spent such a long time teaching Langston Hughes and different poets. And um, sometimes if I'm really lucky, some of their better ideas come into my head and I get to make something of my own. And when I mm -hmm. think about this poem, I think about the lines of you know, um, carried me to Mecca, Jerusalem, and Mumbai. I've galloped in the waters, drank, drank her deep blue ocean. For those of us who write in terms of what I call identity politics, there becomes this, at least it was for me, um, maybe that wouldn't be, it would be different for a different uh, minority group. But for me, I got to a point where I couldn't write those identity politics and autobiographical poems anymore because they weren't feeling authentic. And I have to make myself laugh. But one of the things that had happened is I grew up and got happy and I wasn't as angry anymore. And um, A Queer Horse was an attempt to write a poem about being gay, but to have a different perspective on it. I asked what happens when you're not angry about those things anymore. Nancy says that going to a poetry workshop led by the late Bernadette Mayer helped. What I did, and it's very relevant because she just died, um, but what I did is I wound up luckily stumbling upon Bernadette Mayer's um, workshops, and it had a profound experience um, for me. Um, because Bernadette taught me how to do something I didn't know how to do. She taught me how to make a poem where there's a blank 
landscape that you can see yourself in. Um, it's almost like in a song. You know, all of us have songs that we'll sing or listen to, and they resonate with us, and we feel like that happened to us, and we feel like the author knows our feelings and they're they're speaking them. And uh, one of the things that she shared with with us, uh, it, it wasn't explicit; it was implied. But you have to kind of leave a lot of holes. Um, the other thing that that she taught us. Um, which would a, a lot of the poets in the class would, would push back on her. Um, it was kind of funny for me because it was exactly what I did for a living. Um, but she didn't like meanings. And she didn't think that poetry should have meaning. She, she felt like poets focused way too much on meaning. She didn't like being labeled, but she certainly was a language poet. So fooling around with language and play. And, and plus she was just brilliant. I mean, she knew everybody. She knew every living poet and those who had, you know, contemporaries who had died. So she can reference meetings with them and talking with them. Poet, publisher, and artist Bernadette Mayer passed away on November 22nd at the age of 77. She was a driving force in the small press world of New York City and ran St. Mark's Poetry Project for many years. I asked Nancy about Bernadette's lasting impact. Her door was always open when you walked in. She was always there and welcome, and there was a generosity to us. Um, when we were in the workshop, it felt like we were important, like we were important poets, and what we did was important. And um, she created a space where everything was okay. Um, she would give us writing. Basically, what she would do is give us writing prompts, and now I'm going through um, my, my emails trying to write them down because I never captured them. But one of them, some of them were as simple as mushrooms, Girl Scout cookies, or our first one was uh, write a poem as if there's a tornado in your body. And she would just give us these assignments. And, you know, for me personally, I, I had actually at the time never written a poem about mushrooms. And I came up with this like, fun for me, I don't know if she liked it, um, but fun for me, um, poem that was an emulation of Howl, um, but goofing on all the hipsters that come to our farmer's market and giving them different mushroom names and descriptions and, and stuff like that. So I had a hoot with it. And uh, again, just that her door was always open and there was a level of generosity in her spirit Nancy goes on to explain how poetry is a tool for social justice and tells a story about Tom Nattel in the AIDS crisis of the 1980s. I, I think poetry is an amazing vehicle for social change. Um, I think it's definitely one of its functions. It doesn't have to be all its functions. For me, the most profound social justice thing was when I came to my beloved dear friend, Tom Nattel, and I told him my best friend was dying of AIDS. And Tom was an early innovator in the AIDS department in the health, uh, in the New York State Health Department. And Tom coached me and, and we created these like bread and puppet, a puppet type um, instruments. I had no idea what we were doing, but I was fascinated by it because I was, I was so angry and I was so grieving so much. 
And um, Tom gave me a mechanism where I could take my art and put it with social justice. And we did this scattered site poetry reading. We, we would hand out dental dams. We would hand out condoms. People would spit at us sometimes. People would yell at us. They were, they were not, you know, you know, this was a time when there was no cure. Um, and, and it was just shortly after the whole grid thing. So they were calling it like the gay related infectious disease and thinking about quarantining gay people. Um, for me personally, to have my best friend get that and then to find out, um, and, and I think ethically, I can't imagine this would have happened today, but when the AZT didn't work anymore, the only way that you could get the cocktail was to be in an experimental program and my friend got the placebo. So my friend began to die in front of me. So we did this thing and it really, it kept me alive and it sustained me because it helped me, it healed me. Um, it helped me to make sense of my world. It certainly helped me to communicate my anger and protest and frustration. Um, and it made me feel bold and brave and courageous. And Tom gave me that gift. Tom taught me all of that. I had no idea that you could take the arts and make social change out of it. And um, he taught me a valuable gift that I've used throughout my life. Nancy Klepsch recently won second prize in the Hudson Valley Writers Guild annual writing contest with her poem, My Mother Was Effortlessly Cool, which can be read at hvwg.org. For Hudson Mohawk Magazine, I'm Tom Francis.